I'm especially interested in the these glowing jellies be, because they're just like magical organisms. You know, we think of this property of glowing as as a surreal superpower, um, but in truth, most of them are. It's hard to find jellies that don't have the ability to bioluminesce, and that's one of the ecological mysteries: is that there's just a handful of jellies that don't have this capability. And so, you know, how did that evolve? It must have been lost somehow in that group, and yet they still make it by. So it's just one of those subjects that's got so many fascinating unanswered questions. As we look at the animals in the deep sea, we find so many of them are able to make their own light, either glows that, that they make in the dark, or um, which is called bioluminescence, or glowing when we shine blue lights on them, which is called fluorescence. And both of these properties seem to be used in in a bunch of different ways. Bioluminescence is used for everything from camouflage, offensive, defensive reasons. Fluorescence, we're only really now beginning to understand what it's um, used for, but in some cases it's actually used to attract organisms to them. Because they're living in a, a uniformly blue light environment, they can't be colorful like we think of as tropical reef fish, so they have to use fluorescent pigments to get that extra color. This summer on jellywatch.org, we had an incredible number of sightings all the way from Mexico to Canada and even far offshore of these blue, little blue gelatinous sailboats that get blown by the wind and, and create flotillas just up on the beaches. And it always sparks interest. I mean, it is an interesting phenomenon, but those organisms actually live far offshore throughout the year. and they only show up on our coastline when the wind blows towards the shore for a while. And what's interesting about those animals is that a lot of jellies have two parts of their life cycle. They'll have the swimming part and they'll have the attached part. In that case, they live in the open ocean, so there's really nothing to attach to. So they attach to the surface. And so that's the benthic stage of the organism. And it actually makes little tiny baby jellyfish that pulse around, but we just don't see those as conspicuously. So it's, it's a really interesting animal that's taken advantage of, of the resources that it has available. The, the jellies have been in the ocean for hundreds and hundreds of millions of years, and they're part of the natural ecosystem. There's animals that depend on them, there's animals that use them for, for shelter. So the perturbations that are happening are not the jelly's fault in a way, they're, they're more a shifting of the ecosystems by our activities, I think. Um, so I don't think we have enough data to say whether the jellies are taking over the world. Um, and especially in the deep sea, you know, the ones that I study, that's the majority of the earth. Um, they seem to be pretty stable populations down there. I mean, I guess the thing that I would like people to know about jellies is that they are a part of, of the ecosystem. There are a lot of interesting ecological stories that we're finding. They're very species-specific um, feeding interactions where there'll be one little obscure um, comb jelly. It only eats this other worm. So, you know, how do these organisms find each other? Um, and the other thing I would like to have an answer to someday is why they all are able to bioluminesce, why so many of them use, use bioluminescence as part of their life. Perfect.